This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, David. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Heading into this Week 13 matchup, we're going to New York to take on the New York Jets, the 0-11 New York Jets, and I don't care what scenario you sit yourself in. I don't care where you stand. I don't care if you're positive, you're negative, you're hopeless, you're very, I mean, just optimistic. It does not matter. This is a must-win game for the Las Vegas Raiders. We need to walk out 7-5. and five. We need to walk out easily 7-5, and five. and I don't care where you're watching this football game from. But if you're in Las Vegas, you make sure you're watching this football game at Stage Door Casino because Stage Door Casino is the only place that I want to go to whenever I'm in Las Vegas. It's a vibe. It feels like silver and black. It's authentic. And on game day, they only let in Raider Nation. And speaking of Raider Nation and speaking of things that I love, go make sure you visit BlackSundayShop.com. BlackSundayShop.com. They have some of the best, most authentic. They have some of the I mean, most quality gear that you can find. For Raider Nation, um, I'm rocking my Black Sunday gear pretty much every show the last couple weeks, and and a lot in a lot of shows from here on out. I got a Carhartt hoodie, got some hats, got a bunch of shirts. If you spend over 75 bucks, you get this freaking sweet box. Everything's awesome. But I'm trying to get into this game preview. So Raider Nation, I'm not gonna quit messing around, and you already know weekly I'm bringing in my guy. My dude, the executive producer of NFL Serious XM's radio station and host of the Yards Per Temp podcast. A dude that I love talking some football with and a dude that hopefully I get to sit down live with side by side, um, you know, and maybe talk about a post game show or something going on. My guy, and we'll take this quick break and be right back, but I'll be talking to your favorite, your favorite most honorary guest of the show, Eddie Borsili.
jumping into this week 13 game preview as the Las Vegas Raiders head to New York mm. MetLife Stadium. And I'll tell you, this is where Eddie called them uh, the house of horrors just a little bit ago before we started recording this podcast. And we're going to get into this matchup just a little bit. But Eddie Borsili, this is my first time talking to you. Well, you know, I'll let you say your piece now. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this ugly football game that I erased from my mind the first two or three days of the week. I'm forced to talk about it now. Eddie, executive producer of NFL Sirius XM radio station and host of the Yards Per Tent podcast. How are we feeling Thursday? Cody, we're feeling a lot better on a Thursday. I couldn't say the same on a Sunday or Monday. Look, you have a game like that where you get absolutely crushed in every <sighs> single facet of the game by an Atlanta Falcons team that came into the game with three wins, no Julio Jones, no Todd Gurley. It was just an ass kicking. And I'll try to spin it like this since it's Thursday and we want to look ahead to week 13. Let's spin it like the Raiders got punched in the mouth. And unlike last season where they kind of folded like a cheap suit and went by the wayside and missed the playoffs, they're going to use that punch in the face that the Falcons gave them and turn it into a positive and turn it into a, we need to get our, you know what, together to make this playoffs, this playoff run happen. I think it's going to be a positive. Look, the game sucked. It was terrible <laughs> in every way. Every single thing what that game? possibly went wrong, <laughs> went wrong. So let's spin it positive. Let's turn it into something they could build on. This young football team needs to learn from that football game. Since we're living in the social media era, I've learned now through every matchup that the Atlanta Falcons are the undisputed, most annoying Twitter account that I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. We, I mean, we were down by one score, dude, in the second quarter. We're down by one score, and they're tweeting Young Hoku Pro, Pro Bowl vote tweets. Do you know why? Do you know why? <sighs> you know why is because they got burnt when it was 28-3 to three in the Super Bowl. I was at that game. 28-3 to three in the Super Bowl. Their Twitter account went to Twitter started putting tweets out there based not crowning them Super Bowl champs, but they got a little full of themselves as most teams would at 28 to three at halftime <laughs> yeah, of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I think team. we would as well. Yeah. I think they got burnt a little bit. So they, they have to win every single battle they can nowadays. It's been a rough couple of years for the Atlanta Falcons. Goodness gracious. Eddie Borsilli, there's one <laughs> there's one thing. I'm glad we held this game preview show. Um, we're going to be pushing this podcast now to Thursday nights. And it's cool because, especially now, this this team, this is something that's been a little frustrating to me getting into this, was the health of our team these last few years. And this year especially, it just seems like we cannot go one my My wife, my wife has no idea what's going on except for what's on her television every game day. And every time someone goes down, which almost, you know, <laughs> through 12 weeks has yep. been, it's in the first drive. The yep. first drive on defense, somebody goes down. This time was the first play, Damon Arnett. And the first thing she does is she slaps the couch and goes, every freaking time we get hurt on the first drive of the game. I'm like, this woman knows nothing about football. <laughs> like, she just sees what's going on in front of sometimes, her face. Sometimes those are, those are the smartest observations by people that don't look at it as closely as you and I and the fans <sighs> listen to this podcast. Sometimes the most astute people are the ones looking from the outside and saying, you know what? These things happen all the time. Why do they keep on happening? I need to get her on the podcast. We need to do a live watch party with uh, with with Raider Raider Beth. I guess we could say. Uh, so Raider Beth, <laughs> Raider Beth, I got a I got a soundbite I've been holding on to. Maybe we'll drop it one of these days. Now, speaking of injury on the first play of the game last week, Damon Arnett 
according to the injury report, practiced in a limited fashion. So correct me if I'm wrong, Eddie, but that means he got through concussion protocol and is able to play Sunday. So Arnett's situation was, you know, kind of similar to it was when you saw it happen on the field, you saw him kind of shaking the cobwebs out and he, he came off and he actually came back onto the field yeah, ready to, ready to play. And they had to actually stop him. They have guys at every single stadium that, you know, basically watch for, for people that look concussed, look like they're not able to go back out there, even though they want to. Arnett looked like he wanted to go back out there. The guy pulled him off. It wasn't a surprise to me that Arnett got cleared so quick. He probably just got shaken up. It was probably a slight little thing. It's a good sign that he's back. It's a good sign that there was no lingering effects. It probably benefited them that it happened on the first series of the game. We've seen that a couple times this year, Cody. We've seen it yeah. a couple times with Trayvon Mullen. We've seen it a couple times with Arnett kind of going low on tackles. And you brought something up to me that kind of piqued my interest before we get on here is the size of these guys. And, you know, yeah. maybe they need to put on a little bit of size. Mullen's a skinny dude. Arnett's kind of a skinny guy. They're, they're, they're going low and, and trying to make these tackles and, and kind of getting their, you know, their, their blocks knocked off a little bit. Yeah. And I guess it's most, it's most cornerbacks, but in today's NFL, and I preach this in the off season, Today's NFL, you're trying to go with those bigger type of cornerbacks. You're trying to go with those Isaiah Johnson type of body types at cornerback. You don't want those smaller guys. But it's it's more of a fluke thing. These guys are going, and, and Mullen's kind of, you know, crafted it well, the ability to tackle. Arnett's kind of, he's got to refine his game a little bit because he kind of plays dangerously sometimes. Yeah, at least Mullen has that 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 lanky ability. Yeah. He, he has the strategy to be able to get in there. For me, I think of Arnett the same way whenever I hit the buffet table. Like, my <laughs> eyes my eyes are bigger than my stomach, right? Well, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. his eyes are bigger than his tackles, right? So he's got to be able to... Him and Abram are the same way. Him and Jonathan Abram are the same way. But I the body like, types, oh Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's too. I feel like he wants to... And that was the thing about him coming out of college. He was a physical corner at the line of scrimmage he was a guy so maybe it's a little bit different for him in college maybe he got on the line and was jamming dudes not letting them get off the line of scrimmage and maybe he didn't have to come up for those tackles maybe he just needs to you know kind of learn how to tackle a little bit learn how to throw his shoulder a little bit more so he keeps his head in the game Exactly. So we have Rodney Hudson that didn't practice as well as Gabe Jackson on Wednesday, but they both came back. They're kind of getting those veteran days. They're getting a lot of work on the inside. Pra- I don't care if those dudes ever practice. All week. practice at all. Take I as said, many days as you want. I said the same thing about Colt Miller. Now still, again, Colt Miller practicing in full, which is great to see. Um, we're getting Trent Brown back for practice. I don't expect him to play Sunday, but hopefully now, given the circumstances of the weather, the cold weather, the winds... Hopefully this is more of a Josh Jacobs kind of day, right? Yeah, and Jacobs worries me a little bit. He, the, the ankle injury, we had a medical analyst on Sirius XM NFL Radio this week talking about Jacobs' injury, and it's it's a minor thing. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's not something you got to worry about long-term effects. He just tweaked his ankle Tweak, a yep. Bit. I honestly expect this game versus the Jets to be more of a Devontae Booker game. Ooh. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be Jacobs gets the day off. I think he's going to be active. I think he's going to be out there. This is not – look, if they beat the Atlanta Falcons and beat them down like they should have last week – Maybe if Jacobs tweaked the ankle, you could have gave him a little, you know, a little kind of week off versus the Jets. Yeah. I don't think he could do that now. I don't think Gruden in his mindset, we had Marcus Allen on last week talking about Josh Jacobs and they asked about his workload. And Marcus Allen's like, look, Josh Jacobs is 22 years old. When mm-hmm. I, when you're 22 years old, you want to be on the field. You want that rock. Jacobs is going to want to play for a minor ankle tweak. I think he's going to be active, but I think 
even if the game is close at halftime, you're going to see a lot more Devontae Booker. And if Jalen Richard comes back this week off his illness last week, I see we really haven't seen a lot of Jalen Richard with the, with the emergence of a Devontae Booker. So I think you could watch in the second half for a little more Devontae Booker to give Jacobs that little rest he needs down the stretch run. So, Eddie, let's take this quick break provided by Blue Wire, and we'll be right back. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with your candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can create the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Absolutely. So, jumping over to the other side of the ball, because really the, the Raiders injury report was ridiculously long. It was ridiculously yeah. long. It, it doesn't look it's not as bad as it looks, honestly. Uh but it's still I don't know, it's it's an eyesore. I don't like looking at this thing. Seeing just the, the names seeing Quickowski still uh Nassib, J, I mean Jalen Richard hopefully, you know, going to be coming back now which he thought he was going to be active last week. Uh Sam Young always on there, Isaiah Johnson, Eric Harris, Denzel Good. You see Nelson Aguilar, Jonathan Abram still on there. Uh, it, it, it's it's definitely ugly for the most part. But jumping over to the other side of the ball, again, they are pretty much, I would say, winning on the injury report side of it. And one guy that stands out to me is Frank Gore getting his veterans rest probably all freaking week long because he's, what, 57 years old? I don't even know at this point. It, the oldest – what's the oldest NFL player in history outside of being a quarterback? It's got to be Frank Gore, right? It's probably Frank Gore. Give Frank Gore a lot. If you, if any of the people listen to this podcast, I don't know if you did, Cody, if you saw Frank Gore's injury in college, you would have never thought this dude would ever play. This dude's knees were shredded before he even came into the NFL. Gosh. 15 years later, he's still running. Oh, look, they, they don't, they, he's not an elite back anymore. He's not like that. He's going to get his, he, uh, another guy that doesn't really need to practice. Not according yeah. to Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther says he's got fresh legs and that he's <laughs> no ready to go. Because there's no one else to talk about. I mean, there's nothing else to praise. The Jets, in a run game, the Jets have have no run game right now. It's just basically Frank Gore, and for whatever reason, 
Adam Gase, and we all know he's getting fired at the end of the season. It's the, the, the it's not even a secret anymore. It's essentially a given. He should have been gone a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Adam Gase still gives the ball to Frank Gore. Not only does he give the ball to Frank Gore, he gives the ball to Frank Gore on fourth and ones and third and ones. Not even putting the ball in his quarterback's hands. That's all you need to know mm. about what this Jets offense is. It's Frank Gore and a cloud of dust. I feel like the ownership's just keeping Adam Gase around just to get Trevor Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's it, uh, we talked about it beforehand. They are not even trying to win it. Like point. you don't even have to tell you don't have to tell Adam Gase. And this is frustrating. I hate talking about this because this game, I we I I told you this before. Look, I've never woken up on game days. You know looking forward to anything less than yes. a win, right? Yes. I, I get up on game day and we're winning this football game. But yes. my mentality this week, I mean, I'm off my high horse. My expectations are low right now. And by low, I just mean all I want is a W. So it's it's really hard for me to talk like this, but I honestly feel like the ownership can look at Adam Gase and just not, you don't have to purposely tank. The ownership just has to be like, you're doing a good job, Adam. Like, keep going, keep coaching hard, buddy. Like, we're going to get this thing. And then he's going to get canned and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. They're going to upgrade their coaching staff. They're going to be hopefully 0 and 12 after this week. Um, and they'll be right on their path of where they want to be. And the Raiders will be sitting seven and five. I don't care what, what the circumstances are the last two week, two weeks. I don't care if we squeeze out a three point yep. win on Sunday. If we're sitting seven and five after beating the saints and the chiefs, I'm feeling good. I agree. And like you said, this jets team is, I said it before. They're not even trying to win. This is one of the worst offensive teams in NFL history. This mm-hmm. They've scored fewer than 17 points in eight games. They scored fewer than 10 points in four games. They're averaging 11 points less than the entire NFL on offense. They're basically in dead last in every single offensive quarter uh, category that you can imagine. And then Adam Gase came out today and said, I didn't do enough to, to help Sam Darnold. He basically admitted at a press conference he was brought in to get Sam Darnold to the promised land. And he admitted today in a, an actual press conference that he didn't do enough to help Sam Darnold. Basically <laughs> saying, Sam Darnold sucks. I suck. Well, let's just throw it out here. I agree with you. I agree with you. A win is a win. But you want to come back and you want to take that ass kicking that you got from the Atlanta Falcons yeah. and, take, and take it out on the New York, New York Jets. The players, except for the rookies that weren't here last year, the players on this football team, for the most part, a lot of them were here last year. I was there in the building when the Raiders got their ass handed to them by the New York Jets. <laughs> and that's why they you're not going to be in the building this week. Not because of COVID, God. but Thank because God. of those yeah. reasons. <laughs> that's the only good thing COVID has brought to us in 2020. Keeping Andy Borsili out of Raiders football games. That's all that matters. But, <laughs> seriously, the players, the young players on this football team went to MetLife. That's been a house of horror. They haven't won in MetLife in the Meadowlands since 2001. They should take that as a slap in the face. You got beat <sighs> by a three-one Atlanta Falcon team. You got crushed last year by the Jets. They should go in there. This should be the ultimate get-right game. The passing game should get going. The running game get should get going, and the defense should get going. This team needs to put a little bit of confidence in itself because the stretch run's coming, Cody. You know it. Colts are coming. Dolphins are coming. Yeah. Broncos, Chargers, like these games are coming. And I'm not saying they're overlooking the Jets. They're definitely not going to overlook the Jets after what they did to the yeah. Falcons. But they should be able to impose their will and do whatever they want offensively and defensively versus horrific, horrific Jets team. Man, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but Jack Del Rio said it best. You got to get your mojo back. <laughs> you got to get the mojo back. The mo- but the mojo, and someone brought this up this week and tell me how much you, you kind of believe this. Okay. The game versus the Chiefs 
basically took everything out of the Raiders. Okay. Like it, like it sucked the soul out, and that they didn't win. Again, if they won, I would have, I would have sold my soul to the devil to beat the Chiefs. You know, twice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the emotion of that game essentially took everything the Raiders could, and it kind of sucked the life out of them. A lot of people are like, yeah, we could have saw that 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 beat and come into Atlanta. I, I don't see it that way, mm. but I could see I could see a little bit that that took a lot of mo- you know, emotionally out of this Raider team to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs like that. I can see that it does. I, I understand maybe that t- like took a little wind out of their sails uh, just from, I guess, yeah, you're right, an emotional standpoint. I, I get yeah. that. But the fact that you're hanging with a team like that and coming down to the wire, and if you're somehow able to mesh those two games together, that the Raiders would come out with a victory, then yeah. I don't see how you can't be riding that high horse going into this Falcons game. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go in with my guy uh, – you know, offensive coordinator, I guess he could say maybe more like glorified quarterback coach, Greg Olson, you know, coach Ole and coach Ole is, you know, obviously, um, you know, very close with Derek Carr and everything that was going on. We remember that magical game winning touchdown to James Jones's rookie year, things like that. Coach Olson is very, I mean, he, he knows this Raiders locker room, like the back of his hand at this point, seeing the progression through John Gruden's, you know, Raiders and what we saw whenever Derek Carr entered the the locker room. But him basically coming out and saying it shows the maturity level, basically, of the locker room, showing that, you know, you don't, there's no trap games for a team that's ready. And I feel like we've hit these trap games these last two years, and we're going to now prove we're getting called out. These players are on the spot. Like, look, wake up, slap yourselves, whatever you got to do. You're going to get out there on the football field on Sunday. I don't care if we're playing the 0-11 Jets. You need to get out there and play your, play your tail off. And like I said, my expectations are low. I just want a W. But the other half of me, Eddie, as much as I want to, I want to toot your horn and say, yes, blow these guys out of the water and let's get this train rolling at full speed again. I I'm, I mean, that's where I sit, bro. I, I mean, as a weird diehard Raiders fan that wants nothing more than this team to win a Super Bowl. That's what we need. We got to blow these guys out of the water. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, someone that made a cut. So Mike Haynes, who hosts silver and black radio on Sirius XM, the, the former, the shout Hall out. Fame, yes. Yeah, Hall of fame cornerback. One of the best guys in the entire world. We got into this debate this week and what he said was, and it might be cliche as hell, but as Raider fans, we kind of live off this stuff. Yes. He said, the commitment to excellence is not just on game day. The commitment to excellence is every single day of the week. It's every single, when he heard Derek Carr's comments, it kind of pissed him off a little bit. He said, it can't be that the commitment to excellence is just Sunday from four to seven when you're, when you're on, when you're on the field, it has to be every single time you put the radio uniform on the commitment to excellence is there. And it kind of got me fired up a little bit because that's what it, he said back in his day, back in the early eighties, back when they were in Super Bowls and stuff like that. That's what the players bought into. That's what Al Davis preached about this football team. It wasn't just to be stupid and to be funny and to, to, to be braggadocious and say commitment to excellence. We're the best team. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about every time you put the radio uniform on, you want excellence, whether it's on a practice field, whether it's on a walkthrough, whether it's anything that you do, and that kind of resonated. That's what has to permeate through this football team. And I don't know where it comes from. Again, it's a, a lot of young players on this football team. But Derek's been there a long time. Rodney's been there a long time. Even a guy like Jason Witten, that's only been here a year. He's been around the NFL. 
if there's immaturity in the locker room and there's stuff like that that's going on, it, it, the veterans need to be like, this needs to stop now. And I don't care if it's a Josh Jacobs in his second year. I don't care if it's someone like that. These guys come from proud colleges, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, all over the place that are used to winning. I don't care if it's Hunter Renfro. Step up and say, cut out the bull and let's go and take care of business. I get you, like you said, there's no gimme games in the NFL. Every team that you go against is an NFL team with NFL talent. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. We are football fans. We see it every single week. So it it really, it it caught my attention when a Hall of Famer, Mike Haynes, that's played with the Raiders, that's been there, has won Super Bowls with this team, says he got pissed off when he heard Derek's comments that the team was flat in practice. There should be no flat practices. You are not good enough to have flat practices. You've been in the playoffs one time in the past 20 years. Every practice should be out there. You should be going balls to the wall trying to win football games every single week. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today is the number one wished for gift of the year, Manscaped, the best in men's below and above the waist grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you, with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. So look guys, 79% of partners old admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So why not use the best tools for the job here? I'm telling you, this bundle includes the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt and body. So the dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends, or your boyfriend, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your, maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code RaiderCody at Manscaped.com. So thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RaiderCody at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RaiderCody. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. And it's extra frustrating whenever you see these, like the way we've been drafting, the way we've been signing players, high character players, high characters, all we keep hearing. So why, if, if we're targeting high character players, why are we going through this like little bit of a sputter? Why do we find these areas where it's like, oh, all of a sudden now we have an immature locker room or we have young players that just, you know, aren't there yet. They're not plugged in. They're not ready for the moments like this. They're not ready to bounce back. All They're not takes, ready. Dude, all it ta- yeah. All it takes is a guy, like I said, a Josh Jacobs. Hey, I went to Alabama. We didn't lose at Alabama. I don't want to lose anymore. I'm tired of effing losing. Let's go. It doesn't have to be a guy that's been in the league for 15 years. It could be a guy that came Hunter Renfro, any of those guys that came Cleveland Farrell came. We didn't lose when we got Clemson. I hate losing. Losing sucks. Henry Ruggs, any of those guys, they didn't lose in college. Now they come. 
you can't let that losing culture permeate the locker room. You need to just change that. This team has been trying to change that, Cody. We all know as, as Raider fans, been trying to change that culture for years and years and years. And I don't know who it's going to be in that later Raider locker room. It's got to be somebody to step up and say, enough's enough. Let's go take care of business. I'll tell you, one guy that we're really missing, especially on offense and then offensive line, Richie Incognito. No doubt. No doubt. Incognito wouldn't put up with any of that crap. You're right. Especially run game, everything that's going on in the trenches right there. Number sixty four would be, you know, get on all of them. The O line, yeah. Let's not let's not poo poo it. And I, I don't want to go back to the Falcons game too much. The, the, they've been so good. We talked about oh, they have before. They've been such a great unit all year long, and they had a bad game versus the versus the Falcons, no doubt. Everybody yeah. on offense had a bad game. You know what I mean? Everybody, so had, not, a, yeah. everybody had a bad game, but it just kind of trickled down because the line has been so good. You expected them to be so good in the run game in the pass game. They just had a bad day. They got to bounce back. I think they bounce back big time for this team because there's no, there's nobody on this Jets team that scares you. There should be nobody on this Jets team. They have Quinn and Williams, fine. They have Sam Darnold. They got Prashad. I mean, I can name a couple guys. They don't scare you. There should be no reason you don't go and take care of business this week versus the Jets. My perfect end of the season right now, Eddie, and now I want you to know how you feel about it. Uh, just like you said, you're looking for that one guy to step up and kind of just you know get everybody back in order. How about we get? How about we survive this Week 13 matchup? How about we beat the Jets, and then we look forward, and all of a sudden now Trent Brown is back in the lineup, and I want to be able to stick my foot. I want to stick my foot in my mouth. I want to, like as as much as I would not, as much as you know, it's not enjoyable, but I want to, and I want Trent Brown to be inserted back in this offensive line, and I want them to find their mojo. And I want number 77 to get back in there and dominate, and who is a key piece to us beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yep. And then looking at the final four games and winning three of those last four games and getting in the playoffs. That's, I want to stick my foot in my mouth and I want to say that. It's imperative, dude. I've said, I don't know if I said it on this. I definitely said it on my podcast, Yards Per Attempt. There's going to be a team in the AFC with double digit wins that misses the playoffs. And you don't want to look back on the season and say the Raiders were 10 and six. We had a great year, but we missed the playoffs because we lost to the Falcons. They have to take care of business now. And if that means winning out, it means winning out. But I agree with you. Getting Trent Brown back, you know, it, it, Brandon Parker kind of turned into back into a pumpkin a little bit last week. He played so exceptional. Well, Trent Brown is the highest paid offensive lineman, one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the league. He needs to be back. Yeah. So while I don't count on it because this year has been so topsy-turvy until he's back on the field, and even when he's on the field, we don't know, we don't know if he's going to you know, Like, it's just been so all over the place, but I, I agree with you. They need to take this game, win this game, and just go on a streak. It's not about who has the best record? We all as football fans see this. It's not about who has the best record, who who is the best offense in 2020. It's about the team that gets hot in the playoffs. It's about the team that hits its stride when the playoffs come. You saw with the Giants back in the day when they, they got in the six seeds and ran the table and won Super Bowls. You just need to find your, your streak there. You need to find – this team needs a three- or four-game win streak because I think that kind of changes the, the, the mojo. That changes it a little bit. They go on a win streak where they win three, four games in a row. I think it takes off from there because they they haven't done those types of things yeah. in the past 15 years. So they need they, five games to go. They should have the mentality, we're winning out. Best case scenario is you win out. Worst case is you go four and one and you're still in the playoffs and you have a shot. But they need a win streak desperately. Eddie, to close, close this thing out, I want to hit on our topic from Cited Debates. So you download the Cited app. You can go to cited.co. Or you can go to the Apple Store, the Android Store, download this Cited app. 
Uh, I'll have links in the description of this podcast. And I we, we post debates there every single week. Download the app. Follow me at Raider Cody. And uh, me and Eddie are going to be talking about whatever the hot topic is in Raider Nation that week. And this week, basically, Eddie, I want to know your thoughts on this. Is this loss, this big loss, and this will be the last time that we mention, hopefully, a big loss by the Raiders the rest of the season. Is that something that you think of as a fluke? Or is that something that you see as... Oh, here we go. The same old Raiders. Like what are, what's going to what's going to be next? Because I would say the fan base is split. Uh according to the votes, it it went 55-45. It's pretty close to a split. Uh there's a lot of fans that went in there and they're actually optimistic about the Raiders. There's a lot of fans in there that know that when the silver and black is good of football that you know the NFL is better. So, <laughs> I look, I see a guy like I'll give a shout out to my guy Carter here. And it says it's one game. I think we wait till next week to see where we stand. I'm not going to jump on the season is over train till it looks super bad. Doesn't look great, not going to lie, but we still got hope and talent. I'm going to agree with my guy Carter here. Eddie, I want to know your thoughts personally on where we stand right now, six and five on the brinks of the season. Is this like same old Raiders, or should I say, is this same old 2019 Raiders repeating history? Or is this a team that's going to pick themselves back up, take the responsibility, slap themselves in the face, and go out there and pick up some wins? I think it's going to be the latter. I think it's going to be a different Raiders team. As much as my my soul is basically my Raider fandom is trying to just swallow me up right now. As it should. Same, same old, same old team. Don't get tricked again. They're gonna be, look. John Gruden said it best last week. He brought out the, the the Bill Parcells cliche: "You are what your record says you are." And right now, the Raiders are basically a 500 football team. That's all well and good. But if they they string together a couple wins, they could be a, a playoff team in this AFC. So I'm going to say as much as my body hates me right now for saying, and my mind probably hates me as well, I'm going to say it's a fluke. I'm going to say that they're going to learn from what happened to them last year where they got punched in the mouth and they couldn't get back up. They're going to come back from this. They're going to come back. Maybe they don't blow out the Jets. We don't blow out anybody. It's not going to be 45 to 10. I say they go in there and they get a 27-17 type victory. They go and they go on a win streak and they just, they start stacking these wins. We hear it in the NFL all the time about stacking wins going into playoffs. Like I said before, five games to go. So I'll, I'll, I'll sit on the side as much as I don't want to, because all I've seen is mediocrity. All I've seen is same old Raiders, just like we've all seen. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it's more of a fluke. I'll say this is a different Raiders team with a different offense. The offense had one. We knew Cody. We talked about it every week. Yeah. We knew the offense. One of these days was going to have a bad game and the offense had a bad game and it just steamrolled and it snowballed. The defense is not good enough to the whole, the defense last week versus Atlanta played really well in the first half. They played well enough to win. If the offense did anything, we would have won that game easy. So I think it's just more of a fluke. I think they use it as a learning experience. Gruden preaches to them all week, guys, we don't want this taste in our mouth anymore. The Jets are basically saying, come take this W from us. It's a fluke. <laughs> they go and they get back on a winning track this week versus the Jets. Eddie Borsili, the pleasure is always mine to have you on the podcast every single week. And for those that are listening right now and not subscribed to Yards Per Attempt, make sure you search for Yards Per Attempt on your favorite podcasting platform and get it, get involved with Eddie Borsili. I mean, honestly, you cannot have enough Raiders content. Eddie Good chat. Let's hope the next time we talk, we're sitting here seven and five. Cody, it's always a pleasure. And 
Raider Nation, I want everyone to thank me in advance for not being able to go. Thank me, thank COVID for the first time in 20 that I can't go to MetLife and see the Raiders because every single time they do, they get stomped into the ground. So I will be in my office at SiriusXM, not in the building. So thank me later. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. We'll talk next see you, week. Johnny. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.